rejection is a part of life. You cannot hide from that. <laughs> you, have to, you can stay in your parents' basement for the rest of your life and not handle rejection. But again, women want to see that, that you can. And they do do all these things and kind of give you the runaround and the shit test because that they are doing it because they want to see that you can push through these things and be a leader. Sarah Moore is a man's advocate. If a woman leaves a date feeling that you know nothing about her and that you know that she was just there listening and you want to go out with her again, she'll start questioning, well, why does he want to go out with me again? He doesn't know anything about me. He must just be attracted to me from a physical standpoint, which is fine. But I didn't feel as though the date went very well because it was all just one-sided. She uncovers societal myths about men and helps to create a more positive narrative. And that's the type of woman that you want to pursue a relationship with. Because she's not going to be giving a bunch of thirst traps on Instagram, gaining male validation from other people. Her belief is that men are misunderstood and through her own journey, she's come to understand them at a deep level and ultimately wants others to see what she sees in them. Can that be fixed? Yes, I think that there is a way back. Before we begin today's episode, I would really appreciate a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. This helps to get the message out there to men and therefore encourage and inspire them to level up their life. So without further ado, this is the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan. Thank you for tuning in. So Sarah, as a dating coach, you speak to a lot of men who are struggling with their dating lives and with their relationships, and perhaps in relationships that have become quite stale or dating lives that they simply are stuck in and and cannot pursue towards a meaningful relationship or meeting women that are on their same level. And Mm -hmm. my first question is, is directed towards you in specific. And can you tell me about some of your own personal dating disasters or relationship disasters that you've Mm -hmm. learned a lot of lessons from and what lessons did you learn that men can apply in their own lives today? Mm-hmm. So I ca- I come from a different perspective because I I'll be the first one to admit that I knew absolutely nothing about men. Um, so I was I've been in long term relationships uh, and the relationship of all relationships that kind of opened up Pandora's box for me was I was engaged, uh, living in Texas at the time, I was 30 years old, and kind of, kind of rushed into the relationship, right? Because that's what you're supposed to do at that age. And we literally had a white picket fence uh, at our house. It's, it's very America, Southern. And about six days before the wedding, we got into this monumental disagreement, this huge fight, and basically realized that we were really just getting married for all the wrong reasons. And there was there was really no like coming back from that. So I took I took a year, about a year off of of men in general, and just said, I'm I'm done. I obviously 
have some issues that I need to work through. Um, and I, you know, you have da- uh, men have mommy issues. Like obviously women can have daddy issues. I lost my dad when I was very young to a, a heart attack and I didn't realize how much that affected my mate choice or affected the behaviors that I was putting out there into the universe and the things that I was attracting into my life. And so I did a lot of self evaluation, a lot of self work, um, which included like going to rehab and there's like a whole other story that I got into some, some stuff, some really painful experiences. And one of the biggest things that I learned was just from a a personal accountability standpoint that obviously I was the common denominator and I took uh, my time really learning, learning men. And when I went to the internet and like scoured the internet for all this information, I couldn't really find, I couldn't really find anything. There's not a lot of information on you guys for whatever reason, I don't know. Um, very few women are talking about what what men need to thrive, what men what men are looking for, like in a long term relationship and a long term partnership. There's a lot of information about how to like kind of catch you and get you in and get you to commit, but talk about making a man like happy long term. So my thing is the platform that I speak about is you know really first like you you have to stop blaming, right? Like we can blame the opposite sex for, for eons and be unhappy about what's happening right now. Yes. Like the dating app atmosphere has changed quite a bit. Uh, It's made a lot of things harder and better in in some ways. Um, We can blame women or we can blame men for their behaviors, but we really just have to acknowledge that we are, we, we are different, which is like a novel thing to acknowledge nowadays. I think people for whatever reason, are shying away from it that, oh, we're all the same. 100% absolutely not. We are absolutely not the same. Um, So once I kind of had that light bulb go off and that epiphany and just accepted that, okay, this is this, this is, I have to take personal accountability. I have to learn men if I want to be in a relationship with men. And once I learn them, then I just have to go practice. And that's the same thing that I say with men is, okay, deal with your mommy issues, heal your, heal your warrior wounds, learn about women, and then go out and practice. And that's all you that's all you can control is yourself. And then you will start to once you heal yourself, you know, once that happened for me, I started to see amazing men all around me, like amazing men just like coming out of the woodworks. And I started to appreciate the differences versus resent the differences. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a long story short. I can go into it in different ways if you want me to. But for me, it's it's all about personal accountability and then and then going from there and growth mm-hmm. and understanding. Is there certain dynamics that you believe a man should have intact when he is, let's say, pursuing a woman or he's dating a woman? Are we talking about a man who wants a relationship? Are we talking about somebody who just wants to have we're a ta- good time? We're talking about a man who wants a relationship. I think most men, especially men who listen to this podcast, are in that realm of looking for something more meaningful in their lives than just a quick fuck. So 
yes, some towards pursuing a meaningful connection with a woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Women, the number one thing I believe that they value is is safety. You know, they want to feel safe. Um, Women will tell you that they want like this emotionally available man who's super sensitive and who's, you know, has all of these qualities that they admire in women. I'm here to tell you that once I once I figured out what it is that I wanted, I realized that that was a, a lie <laughs> that society was telling me and that I was I, I was trying to believe because like the, and I was a former feminist and I had just these ideas of like what I thought I wanted in a man. So I would say, listen to the, like, do the opposite, do the opposite. You know, we are looking for strength because that is something that we don't naturally possess within ourselves. Like we want that security and we want you to provide that security with us. So when you come to us with this, this frame of like confidence, um, this frame of I'm going, you know, I'd love to have you in my life. I don't need you in my life. Um, I do have other options, not necessarily in that you're like throwing it in our face or that you're telling me that you have, you know, Becky on Friday and me on Saturday. No, thanks. I don't want to know those things. But but when you come to me with just this this confidence and, you know, you're, you're speaking well about women and that you're happy and that you're on your purpose and you, you know, I know that these things are cliche because we hear them a lot like the whole social media world is talking about this as far as men being on their purpose. But uh, Jordan Peterson calls it the generation of the lost boys. And he might have a point. Like there, there are a lot of like lost men out there that are just kind of floundering. And when a woman senses that type of, that type of, um, I don't say weakness, but just, energy she that type of energy, this, yeah. yes when you have this type of energy that just comes across as you know kind of i don't know what i want or i'm not sure or are, are Soft, you it are nice. you not it yeah. yeah like if i ask you like what are you looking for in a woman what do you value like what type of relationship are you looking to build and if and if you haven't really thought through the answers to those questions a woman is automatically going to assume that you just, okay, well, he just, he doesn't know what he wants. He just wants to sleep with me. He's not looking for a relationship. He hasn't even thought or put in the thought of what he values in a woman. How does he know? How, How can he run my household? How can he be a father? How can he run a business if he doesn't even know the answer to like simple questions? Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, a man needs to have a purpose outside of the woman. Yeah, a man needs to have a mission outside of the woman. The the, the woman mm-hmm. cannot be his his all and everything. So, mm-hmm. and also, as you talk about weakness or softness or lost boys, boys in specific, then the mo- the woman is going to have to hold this emotional space for him and mm-hmm. begin to substitute his mommy for him. So, that's like what you said earlier about you've got to heal those mother wounds. You've got to. You've got to tap in deep within yourself and heal those scars from from the past and change your energy, you know, reach a higher frequency. And if you do want to attain a higher standard of woman in your life or a high standard woman in your life, you've got to raise your own standards first. So, right. and that's, that's, it's a simple message, but there's a lot of work required there. There's a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of 
there's there's a lot of difficulty and resistance because you there there's a lot of pain you need to tap into. Right. But without right. doing without doing that, the pain the pain prolongs your loneliness prolongs your dating life continues to diminish or your relationship continues to uh, fall apart. So. And I think you asked me, you know, kind of a dating, you know, dating disasters. And and the biggest thing that I find um, that has happened repeatedly for me in particular is that I have almost become someone's coach, someone's therapist, someone's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I dated an, a, a, an ex, uh, we, we have the Navy SEALs, right? That's like the highest branch of military here in the states it's it's, it's like, like that's as alpha as you can get and i dated a, a navy seal and he was a wonderful wonderful human being but you know dealt with infidelity in his marriage um you know affairs ptsd he was just he was like a an, an alpha i hate these terms but just mm-hmm. for go with it for sake of using the terms you know he was like an alpha on the outside but a complete disaster, like beta on the inside. I mean, he was like falling apart. And I that's not the first time it's happened. But you know, men kind of they have they have this, they have, again, a a great physique, right? Like built physical physique, and you look at them from the outside and think, Oh, but then when you start unwrapping the package, you start seeing that they have not dealt with any of this stuff. And, And then you start to become this motherly figure you start to reassure them that you know you're not okay well i'll be here for you i'm not gonna hurt and then it becomes this the relationship becomes very unbalanced because the woman feels like okay now i have to take care of this person now this person is like my son and no woman wants to sleep with her son (laughs) like it just becomes and and i i tell the men this all the time like if you're in a sexless situation something has shifted in her and she she now views you as more of like her she has this more maternal role in your life and that's a turnoff um my ex-fiance would leave his stuff all over the place and i would pick it up like a little mommy wifey going around picking up his stuff those things are not attractive to us we want to feel as though we have a partnership we have no problem being um, more traditional. I'm a. I, I have no problem being more of a traditional female, but that doesn't mean that I want to baby you or have you be a child in my home. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's it's a fine line, but it, if if men took the time again to really kind of understand these little tiny nuances, they would be getting sex all the time because <laughs> women actually especially my age, I'm 38. I mean, women who are between the ages of 35 and 50, I would say are some of the most, uh, you know, sexually indulgent and we're in our prime. Then I think that men, if they just learn these little nuances, they would, they would really be getting a lot of fruitful sex (laughs) and other things as well. Good stuff. You're sounding, you're sounding pretty well there. And (laughs) If we were to sort of go rewind there and go back to this hookup culture, I've, I was mm-hmm. asked a question about it today on my Insta stories. I'm, I'm going to do a video about it because I have my own perspective on that. What's your opinion or thoughts? Is it, is it destroying or oh. is it creating something good? Potentially no, something good? no, I think it's 100% <laughs> destroying. I mean, 
Is it, is, it, think... is it subjective on age though as well? You know, you take oh, you take an 18, 19, 20 year old man in the hookup culture, you say, okay, you're you're experimenting or you're exploring. Um, but if you're fucking 30, if you're 30, 30 plus and you're still in that culture, you've got a you've got some serious questions yeah. to ask yourself. So yeah, just your your perspective on that, because it's it is a definite trend or a thing at the moment. Yeah. Well, and for me, I can only speak from personal experience, but what I think for me, sex and hookup was my inability to connect intimately with a partner. So it takes a it takes a lot more risk, takes a lot more emotional fortitude. It takes a lot more depth <laughs> to build something with someone versus, I mean, I can go sleep with a guy right now, tonight, maybe in an hour if I wanted to. Um, that's easy. That's not hard. What is hard is this dialogue, growth. You know, when you're in a relationship, it brings out all of your traumas. So having to work through that and finding someone to work through that with, that's the hard part. So I think, again, we're living in this this instant gratification society. We are living, it's, pay, it's paycheck to paycheck. It's hookup to hookup. And I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how I see this going any other way, but bad. Um, for us in the, in the States, it's 100% destroying the nuclear family. And I see that being a huge problem. The nuclear family is looked at as, as a bad thing, you know, from a, from men and women, men are being told to not get married because there's, there's too much risk and women are being told also like exercise your sexual liberation. And I'm just not quite sure that's the message for me. That's not the message that I want to spread for me. It's find someone that you can work through your trauma with and, and find someone you can heal with because that is the ultimate, you know, fulfilling the most fulfilling experiences in my life have been shared with another person, whether that's traveling, whether that's going on, you know, a, an adventure, whether that's having someone, you know, in couples, even in couples therapy, I, I enjoyed that process because I learned so much about the other person. So I think it's just, it's a matter of what's important to you. And once people understand that if you go this route, like the, the road this traveled, which is what people aren't doing right now is, is trying to find a relationship. There is so much meaning and there's so much more purpose in that than just a one night stand. You're, mm -hmm. And sometimes one night in a hookup for me at some point, it started to make me feel worse because, okay, you wake up the next morning and it's great. You have breakfast and then you walk each other to your car and then what? You started over with someone else. There's a cost to everything, and especially with sex, you know, there's an emotional cost there. A lot of it, from a man's perspective, is the fear of rejection, and mm. I think that's huge for men. And I've spoken to a few women in their early twenties who've been telling me about their experiences of turning men down, and how these men have been reacting to their rejections, and just can't take it don't go away they, they continue to persist and again it's a very childlike immature behavior that you're supposed to get whatever you want 
in life. This mm-hmm. sort of entitled generation. You talk about mm-hmm. this instant gratification generation, but it's also tied up with that entitlement. So, and that sort of bleeds into the hookup culture as well, where you feel like you're entitled to sleep with whoever you want, whenever you want, and do whatever the fuck you want without right. taking any any responsibility for your actions. Right. Yeah. And I have a real I have a real problem with some of the you know, I, I sometimes tend to get lumped into the red pill community. Um, and that that's that bothers me quite a bit because I don't I, I do not prescribe to that type of thinking. Um I do think that there's 50% of what they say is is good, right? Like a men should be on, as far as men should be on their purpose, men should be building their life. I mean, that that part I don't disagree with. But the juggling three or four women, you know, kind of game, um that that gets exhausting for men as well. And I know a lot of men, a ton of men who who write me in my DMs all the time that say that's that's not what we want and i think you know society is giving them permission to do that as well and um and andrew 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 tate's giving them permission to do it isn't it yeah true i mean and it's like i can't i don't even want to whisper that name out of my mouth because it just feels like a curse word but you know we i don't know how that's really helping i don't know how that's really helping society you know yeah. i think we need to go back to healing ourselves, you know, getting out, pursuing our passions, doing what we're going to do, but, but talking to people in real life, realizing that rejection is a part of life. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many jobs I've gone after that I didn't get, which led me to the next job, right? Where I was able to look back and say, there's a reason why I didn't get that. Now I, I learned through the, you know, through the interview process, there's guys that I've gone out with that, that, it hasn't worked out with and you say okay i learned from that what do i do differently the next time and you go and you go keep on you just build it's just constant resiliency right you just keep on building and whether it was covid whether it's these online apps whether it's people just not talking to i mean i literally had a man in my dms tell me like well why would i want to go through rejection well because rejection is a part of life you cannot hide from that <laughs> you have to you can stay in your parents basement for the rest of your life and not handle rejection but again women want to see that that you can and they do 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 all these things and kind of give you the runaround and the shit test because that they are doing it because they want to they want to see that you can pers- like you can push through these things yeah and be a leader Exactly, um, and it's, I think men yeah. are men are missing that a little bit these days. How you handle that rejection, it defines it defines you as a man. And if you handle that rejection like a little little boy, and mm-hmm. you can't take it, you continue to persist. You maybe even get angry with a woman about it. Then that's going to completely fuck up any chance you had with her. Maybe just mm-hmm. maybe you've just got her on a bad night. Maybe she just wants to hang out with her friends. Maybe she has a boyfriend, but who knows? Somewhere down the line, you may meet her again, and she's in a, you know, in a different frame of mind, and maybe she's more open to explore something with you. But you've just fucked it up. If you can walk away from that situation and tell her how beautiful she looks and to wish her a good night, well, fuck, that's a good move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, it's an amazing move, and and the most attractive thing too is 
actually one of the most unattractive things is a, is a man who is angry, you know, who is like bitter and angry and these like men going their own way. It's, it's the worst. <laughs> it is so unattractive. So when you come, if you come to us with this, you know, you're genuinely happy, you know, you're, you show appreciation. Even if I don't, even if I was had a boyfriend at the time and a man came up to me and I told him, you know what, I have a boyfriend but he was still appreciative of my time and cute and flirty. I say, thank you so much. Like you've made my night. You helped, you know, you, you kind of boosted my self-esteem a little bit. And like, I'm very thankful and appreciative, but I've also had the man who has been, you know, giving me attitude, give, you know, was kind of angry, was kind of bitter, was kind of a jerk. And then you're just, you're, that's, it's like repulsive. You just want to say, all right, like get away from me, dude. Like I didn't, I didn't, do anything to you why are you unnecessarily angry and it's like you can see they can see their mommy issues from a mile away and you want to you want women want to stay far away from that yeah so what do you what do you believe are some of the uh, pitfalls that men are falling into at the moment but like given your own experience uh, you're are you dating at the moment are you sort of in mm -hmm. that field so yeah what are still some of these common pitfalls that are occurring in the dating field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, so I date, I have a, a, a big kind of range of age. I've dated um, younger men because the, you know, they are 32 and I'm 38. There's a five year difference. It doesn't really make a big difference. Or I've dated all, all the way up to um, 50. So the thing that I can say between these two age differences, this age bracket is um, 50 year olds or 45 or in there, right? Like when you start to kind of move up, there is this kind of old school, they call you on the phone, they set the date, you know, they are very, you know, here, they don't even necessarily give you options. Like they're, they're a little bit more old, like old school, right? They say, I'm going to pick you up at seven. We're going to go here for dinner. I look forward to seeing you like it's very straight and to the point. And I, I think women really appreciate that because we have a lot going on in our minds at all times, right? We don't necessarily want to plan everything. Now, you know, fast forward to, um, you know, 32 years old and you have, well, we could go here. We could go here. Do you want to go top golf? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you, you know, there's kind of this, tons of options and, and I think that they're being they think that they are being helpful but it, it's um there's decision, a better decision fatigue yeah it's yeah kind of decision fatigue whatever you want to call it but there is a sense of confidence that an older man has that I think a little bit of a younger man is is kind of missing um that's one another thing that I think what I found is um men tend to want to show up and show off. And I've had many men that I've gone out on dates with that, you know, I couldn't get a word in. Um, they were telling me about literally all their trophies from when they were 13 to when they were 30. You know, I mean, it's like all the things, right? And I've given really good feedback to men that I've dated. Um, they've actually been very, because I'm all, I'm all about feedback. I'm a coach, right? They don't know that. Some, some, some recognize me, which is awkward and some don't, but 
you know, I, if I say, look, I, I don't really want to go out with you again, would you be open to feedback? And a lot of them are, because I don't think a lot of women offer that. Um, and that's fine. I'm happy to. And, and some of the feedback that I give is, you know, listen to understand, don't listen to be understood. Have a dialogue with a woman, you know, make sure that you're asking thoughtful questions to her. Because if a woman leaves a date feeling this is here, this is this is what it is. If a woman leaves a date feeling that you know nothing about her and that you know that you were she was just there listening and you want to go out with her again, she'll start questioning, well, why does he want to go out with me again? He did he doesn't know anything about me. He must just be attracted to me from a physical standpoint, which is fine, but I didn't I didn't feel as though the date went very well because it was all just one-sided. So I think men get nervous, right? And they they like they want to show their best self to you, but it really behooves you to take a step back and listen and ask questions and and make sure that you actively are just like stopping to listen to what the woman has to say. That's just a that's just huge because a lot of men aren't doing that right now. Yeah. Um and then be be different. Like my thing is be different than the fold. You know, if you're, if somebody texts, we live in a texting generation. The I think it's amazing when a guy picks up the phone and just calls me out of nowhere. Like it's, and, and some women may not like that and that's fine. But personally for me, I find it to be highly attractive because that tells me that you're confident. That tells me that you like have, you know, guts. I mean, it tells me that you're not, you're just, you're, you're wanting to show me that like you can communicate other than through using whatever means. Like if you're going to call me up and set up a first date, I don't need to be talked to all the time. You don't have to call me every day, but like mix it, you know, just like mix it up a little bit and have, these are just tiny, tiny little things that make a huge difference. And and they're, they're not really that hard. They're not really that hard. And it's, it's making, making the woman feel feel like she's she matters you know that mm-hmm. you that you appreciate being there with her and you're grateful for her company and uh, um going back to these dates where the you can't get a word in and the man's talking about all his achievements it's it's a clear demonstration of his own insecurities that he doesn't feel mm-hmm. worthy enough as a man to be there with you on a date and he has to prove himself in some sort of way but hey man she yeah she's just She's accepted to go on a date with you, so she's clearly interested. Right. Uh, sit back and and get to know each other, or get to know this woman, and yeah. So there's a you, you call it nervousness. It, it yeah, it probably is nerves, but the nerves are sourced from some underlying insecurity that he has that he's just not enough, or he he's not worthy enough to be with a beautiful woman. A hundred percent, and it can go for women as well. I mean, we can. We can do the same thing and, and talk ourselves into a tizzy unnecessarily, but that's what one of the things I learned from myself, right? When oh, when you are truly secure and you've really worked on yourself, you go into a date knowing this may not go forward. This something might happen, something may not. I'm going to be okay either way. I really don't care about the outcome. I really am not attached. <laughs> so when you show up, you only like when I go on a date now, it's what am I going to do for the next hour or two that is just going to be right here in the present. I'm going to enjoy this person's time. 
They might be a complete stranger. I might have met them at the gym. I might have wherever, you know, we, we don't know each other very well. What am I going to do in this moment to just enjoy the other person? And once you go into the date like that, and you're not think, you know, I think men, you know, they get into their head, they think about, okay, what, what does she want to hear? What are the cues? What are the things I need to say that's going to, that's going to show her this or that? And it's none of that, Be- not it, because it comes across as inauthentic. It comes across as insecurity. It comes across as all these things. And, and anyone, anyone who is really healthy and who has done their own inner work can sense that. And it's a mis it becomes a misalignment because I now only want to attract confident. Um, I really don't like the word high value that really just, I don't, that doesn't really do it for me, but somebody who has done their inner work to heal themselves. Those are the type of men that I want to attract at this point in my life because I've done so much growth. Right. And so a woman who's done all that, she's going to want that type of man who is incredibly confident. And I can tell you have that, you have that calm presence about you. You've obviously done a lot of work. You obviously have, you know, have this platform for a reason. And um, a woman, a woman is very intuitive. I mean, we've, we've been trained to be this way. We're looking at you as potential, you know, to raise children, and we're vetting you on very subconscious things that are like happening underneath the veil, you know what I'm saying? So we're looking for that, like silent strength, and a man who is confident, who has done his work, doesn't care about the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great attitude to have. Are there some no- so. are there some non negotiables that a man should adhere to when he goes on a first date with a woman? I know that. Yes, being present and being um, listening to the woman and trying to get to understand her and to establish some connection is is vital for sure. But are, are there some sort of maybe surface level things that will that will help? hard to penetrate him on a deeper level let's say for want of a better word yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, not that type of penetration just yet yeah, 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 we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're still we're still at the bar here we're still at the restaurant so, <laughs> yeah. i would say say really keep things positive i i think men and women i i don't understand talking about ex exes or past situations i really I don't think it's healthy. I think once you, you've moved on from the, your past, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to hear about any of that. And there is absolutely no reason why I should be telling you about that stuff. Um, you're, 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 you're speaking in terms of relationships only though, not other past experiences. Or are you talking about? All I think past, past really, no past relationships. No. I mean, if I have a, if I want to talk to you about, you know, uh, something that I learned or a, I don't mm-hmm. know the reason why I did a, you know, a triathlon three years ago or no, no, I think the past is, is fine to talk about when it comes to relationships. If you want to focus on, like, if somebody asks me about a relationship on a first date, which does, which is rare, but sometimes it does come up really, it's all just, this is what I've learned. This is what, this is how I've moved on. This is what I'm looking for now in the future. And I keep it very positive. Um, I think that is a pitfall that people run into and, and I, I would, I would, uh, I would advise against it to, to really not talk about and just be pop, be positive and, and talk about, 
you know, things that you're passionate about. Um, your, your, what, your, uh, your old trophies from the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, things that you want to accomplish or yeah, places yeah. that you want to, you know, places that you want to travel or things that you want to do or, or, you know, I don't, something that I don't know about you. That's interesting. The fact that mm-hmm. you possibly maybe like to cook or, you know, you want to go to Italy and tour, tour yeah. the regions of Chianti, like, you know, stuff that, that you can find common interests in, but really, really big things are don't talk about your past. Don't talk about your troubled family or your childhood. <laughs> don't, don't talk about things that like you're working on in therapy. I don't, that's is, is, too much. Is, is that a, wanna... is that a good thing though? If a woman is opening up about her past struggles or past traumas or past difficulties in her childhood that she's actually comfortable to open up to you about that is that a is that a green flag or is that a red flag in your in your eyes i think it's oh it's all about context it's all about how she frames it and well she's she's overcome it or she's 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 worked on it and she's healed from it or yeah, I would myself as an example. I mean, I'm open, very open with my audience about some of the struggles that I've had with men and the reasons why I've gotten to where I've gotten and and how I'm moving on and how I'm moving forward with that. Um, I, but I don't have any type of anger towards men. I don't have any type of, um, you know, animosity towards them. I'm really, I really took the time to learn and to heal. But that also happens. I wouldn't say first date, second date, like that's, that's like we're in a relationship or we, you know, have decided to become exclusive. I think that there's so many things that need to happen. It, I think people just need to focus on having fun. Like we're not, we need to remember, like there's so many, there's so many good things to do. I live on a beach. I mean, we can go walk the beach. We can go surf. You know, you need to kind of figure out if this is a person that, you just want to spend time with and that your the energy feels good because a lot of the times I think we want to get so into, you know, just so like deep into the conversation and really get to know someone and like really vet them out to figure out if they're the right fit or not. But a lot of times we forget to just go and do things, go and like experience life. And then you, you start creating these like fun shared experiences with each other and that stuff will come out right like that stuff will come out and you'll you'll be able to filter okay you know how is this person how how much growth is this person and you know but if you just like dump on me within the first couple of dates or if you just come at me with all of this emotional vulnerability i think that for me i view that as kind of a lack of boundaries like a lack of felt like appropriate filter. And we live in a society where we get advice on social media from therapists. Like I get it. I understand, but that doesn't, that's still, you still need to practice like proper etiquette when getting to know someone, mm-hmm. because if you meet someone online, like they, they are complete stranger, 100% complete stranger. So would you walk up to somebody in the grocery store and start talking to them about your past relationships? No, never. You would never do that. You would like talk about the weather. <laughs> you would talk about, 
what does the surf look like? Like, how are the waves doing? You know, you want to go surfing. Like, it's just, it's, we need to kind of go back to just spending time with each other. Yeah. Personally, that is just my, my two cents. Yeah. Big value there. So what are some of the cues that men need to look out for to know that the date is going well? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> A lot of the times for me, I'll set a coffee date. I know people are big, have big opinions about this. Apparently a woman wants to be taken out to dinner. Um, I personally do not because I am right. I mean, uh, my time is valuable. So 30 to 45 minutes, a lot of the time. And I, a lot of the times women know very quickly whether they are going to want to sleep with you. That's just me being 100% honest. There are things that can move in either direction. But what what happens for me is if I feel comfortable and if I feel the date is going well, that 30 minutes will quickly turn into like two hours. And we will be there and we I will look at my watch and we'll have lost track of time and said, oh, okay, um, we're two hours in, I probably need to get going now. That's a good sign. If she is not looking at her watch, and, and it's 30-45 minutes, you guys have finished your coffee, and she's ready, she's ready to go. Not the best sign. Because although I think, although I set up a coffee date and say, let's go get coffee, or let's go for a beach walk, that I set up the time in my calendar that that could you know, there could be extending, right? Um, I think you should, I think men should test, you know, whether or not they say, I don't know what the cue is for them to use, but a lot of the times I'll have a guy say, you know, I'd like to see you again. Would you like to do this again? And giving her the opportunity to say yes or giving her the opportunity to say no. Um, or she might say yes a- and, not, and not mean it. <laughs> She might say yes and not mean it. Women have a really hard time. We we don't like to hurt people's feelings. That's a big that's a big thing with women. So you have to pay attention to her actions. Um, and if you're texting her the next day saying, "Would you like to get together?" and she is not responsive, then you need to cut your losses and move on. There's just like with, well, I don't know about men. Men are men are a little less picky than women, but women are very clear with their actions. If they're showing you signals, they're not set. They they're not giving you a appropriate time or date to set up a, a time to get together with them again. They're giving you wishy-washy signals. Like it's very clear. They're not interested. So you have to cut your losses and like not take it personally and move on to the next one. Um, but I would say the biggest one is ex- extending extending the date mm-hmm. trying to think what other things that i have done what do you think what are other things that you've gotten from women that you well if there's if there is a significant amount of eye contact yes smiling laughing and yep if she's stroking her hair or if she's playing mm-hmm. with her hair if she mm-hmm. reaches out and maybe touches your hand yep that's a big know, one these sort of subtle cues so yes and at the end of the date, if there is some sort of physical exchange there, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some sort of physical exchange, like a hug or a, mm-hmm. a, even a kiss in the cheek or something like that. It's a good sign, I think. Yeah, that is, that for is sure. Not, that it's not just a, it's not a handshake or a high five or a, or a fist pump. So there's a, there's a deeper level of engagement there. 
Um, mm-hmm. th- those are all good signs, I believe. And yeah, but the eye contact, I think, is uh, is one thing that's quite significant. If I she think go- I if, would if, agree. If she, if she goes to the bathroom or maybe goes for another coffee or, or something, whatever, and she's returning to the table and she's making eye contact with you as she's walking towards you, you're in, buddy. Yeah, that's good. That's actually a really good one. I yeah, see, you see these things as men, like women just kind of do these things naturally. Yeah, if we're into someone, um, I haven't really necessarily written it all down, but it's well, that, that, that's that's one that's, the... one that's one for you to remember if you if, yes. you're, if you're into him. Yeah, go to the bathroom, eye contact, walk back, go... and, and make eye contact on your way back. Yeah, nice. That's, I love that. that. That's a big one. Yeah. So, and. So that the say there were, and I'm, I'm sure you get asked this a lot as well. There were the dating's going quite well. Maybe you've been on two, three, four dates. Maybe even you have aspirations as a man to pursue other relationship with this woman, mm-hmm. and then she ghosts you. What the fuck happened? Mm. What happened there? Mm. It could be a number of things. She could have met someone else. Um, it could be that she oh man it could be that you said something that cued her that was like a turn off um it could have been something that you 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 had done um you might have come on too strong can that be fixed for want of a better word if you feel like you said something and you get the silent treatment for a couple of days, days afterwards and you begin to realize, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I, I pushed it a bit too far. Let's take a common thing here. You're obviously being in a few relationships or being in a few dates together. Maybe you haven't mm-hmm. had sex yet and the man wants to have sex and he's mm-hmm. he's sort of pursuing that with a woman and maybe he's put it out there in some sort of way that the idea mm-hmm. of maybe staying with him for a night or sleeping with him or something like that. Maybe it's getting into some sort of um, sexual sexual talk or sexual texting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she goes quiet. Mm-hmm. Th- I think this is, I think that's the, I think that's the fine line that men cross. And once they cross it, there's no way back potentially, or is there a way back? Yes. I think that there is a way back, but I mean, don't ever send don't ever send a picture of any <laughs> no, no. of any anatomy. Don't ever ever send a picture of that. Your, your, women your have... earlobe, maybe, but that about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are repulsed. We're repulsed. It's like the I don't even know where that idea became a, a thing, but um, it's men. It's yeah. men. It's men seeking validation again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think if you wrote a woman and said, you know, I I think I might have have overstepped or I've just, you know, did I disrespect you in a way that made you feel uncomfortable? You know, would you be open to talking about it? Or, you know, would it, can I get another shot? You know, can I shoot my shot again? I mean, depending on what your, your personality is, some people have been funny with me and have been able to kind of like get in with humor. And I'm like, okay, let me give them a second chance. You know, they probably, because I have four brothers, right? Like I grew up with locker room talk my whole life. I know sometimes you know which head men are thinking with and and i have empathy for that and and you know if she's a good woman she's she has some understanding about you know sometimes men their testosterone gets the best of them but i think it's about being genuine about it and if she's really truly interested 
And if you come across and you say, look, like, hey, I might have I might have effed up here. Do you think that, you know, I just want to take a step back. I don't want you to feel disrespected. I value you for all the, these these reasons. These are the reasons why I'm interested in you and like make her feel that you're not just interested in, in getting in her pants, like that you actually, you know, a, 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 like for me, a man could say, like, I love that you play music or I love that we share these things in common, then it would make me feel like, okay, he's, he's interested in more than just my, my Putang, you know? Um, but there's times when no, it's not, you know, I've had men send me like links to lingerie and I'm like, no, this is not, <laughs> this is not salvageable because if you're sending that to me, you're probably sending that to the other five women that you're wanting to see. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, so it, it just depends on like how egregious the offense is. If, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But what do you think? Has that happened to you? That's an interesting, that's an interesting one. No, no. I, I... <laughs> Never He's happened. like I'm never happened, never happened to me. No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you, you. You do need to know where to draw the line with a woman, and I think it's quite a risky thing to do to communicate anything like, like that through a text message because all you see is written text, and there can be a misunderstanding with that. So, anything if you're going to discuss anything on a deeper level with a woman, be it some sort of deeper connection, physical or even emotional or whatever it is, that that's done in a face-to-face manner. And then it can be discussed. So just fucking hold out until the next date and talk about it there as opposed to coming up with ideas for what you'd like to do to her on the next date. And and guys might speak like that to one another, right? Like guys might use that type of language with each other right that like a break kind of brazen you know i want to f this f that i want to do these things to you (laughs) like that's we're there's a there's a point in time where like if we're in a relationship right if we're like six months in and and we have established that connection of course like trust dirty talking and and getting to that level but that takes a lot of time with women if you're not in a relationship yet or you are just starting to get to know them you know month one and you start to sext and ask for pictures or you know talk about you know trying to create this like foreplay intimacy over text that is not going to work that's you're going to fall flat on your face because you know women women don't like you said women don't respond to that you know have a face to face conversation or create create that foreplay with like sending her roses versus sending her a, a dirt a dirty text like <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else there yeah okay yeah there's um yeah I, you're definitely right but I, there's also women out there that would respond to that and my mm-hmm. argument would be well, if she's responding to you like that in such a short space of time, she's most likely responding to other guys. So 100%. You're, not, you're not the only one. <laughs> How does that make 100%. you feel? 100%. So. Yeah. And, and, and the level of, again, what I find too is that people who go like hypersexual very quickly and people who kind of go into that realm, 
uh, tells me a lot about them and their level of intimacy. Because if somebody's really looking for a long-term relationship and wanting to build something with someone, I'm all about the I'm all about women and whatever the, the sexual revolution. You do you. Like I've not I'm not not my place to judge. But a woman who is truly looking for a relationship, it's a slow burn. And she herself is going to respect her body. She herself is going to take her time physically. I'm not talking, you know, she's not going to make you wait. Fine. Depending on what your religious beliefs are, make you wait six months. That's a, that's a conversation that you need to have between the two of you. But she's not, she, yeah, she's not, she's not going to respond to that because she respects herself. Yeah, she has she has self respect, and that's the type of woman that you want. That is to pursue she, a relationship that, with because yeah. she's not going to be g- giving a bunch of thirst traps on Instagram, gaining male validation from other people. Like, yeah, like a woman who is confident in herself and just wants one man has zero desire to be mm-hmm. taking pictures of her ass and posting them on the internet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well. If a man is in a relationship and yeah. it's gone stale, because I know you do have a lot of men who reach out to you who are in relationships, potentially long-term relationships, and the relationship becomes sexless or stale in some sort of way, mm-hmm. how can that be rectified? So in my personal experience, um, there's a lot of things that happen to get to that point. So, I mean, it just depends if you have kids, it depends if you don't have kids, it depends on what stressors are in the relationship. A lot of the times there's, I don't know if you're familiar with Esther Perel, her work. Um, I've heard the name before. Yeah. She's probably, yeah, she's, she's great. But what she says is in the beginning, um, if you look at, there's been a study that was done with 6,000 different, you know, men and women, and she said, after you know thirty-year marriages, right? They tracked a woman's sex drive versus a man's sex drive. So, with what happens after the first year of marriage is that a woman's sex drive or a woman's desire, right, like drops significantly, like off a cliff. With men, it just kind of like kind of slowly tapers you know they still desire their wife you know 20 years from now their sex drive might not be a bad of a 16 year old but it, it's still there so i think what happens with with that is that women need to acknowledge that we actually crave more novelty than men do which means we create we crave different experiences um we want to feel kind of this this kind of excitement men don't necessarily need that so what i mean by that is um creating that like tension this like sexual kind of tension and that polarity if we don't feel that if we don't have that women have a hard time staying engaged with with sex in a long-term partnership but there's ways that you can create that doesn't mean that you have to create that with handcuffs and and and, uh well you can do that (laughs) too i mean (laughs) i mean depending on if she's open to it yeah i mean there's there's certain things yeah but um a lot of the times you know we kind of lose the mystery like men just get comfortable and 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 that's 100 okay men are creatures of comfort they like it they you know oh we're i'm in a safe space now i'm married i'm you know i'm happy 
and women again there's a reason why um those gray books the i don't even read the i don't even read them what are they the the bondage one the christian gray oh, 50 the, shades of gray yeah, like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't even read them, but you know, my sister-in-law was reading it. My other friends who are married were reading it. I mean, so there's a reason why those books do really well is because they tap into this kind of like dark, mysterious side that women aren't necessarily privy to themselves. They know that they like it. They know that they want it, but there it's a little scary for us to admit that we what that we might want some of these things. There's so a shame. Wanna- there's a certain shame attached to it, isn't there? Yes, 100%. I would think, you know, I mean, if you talk to a a lot of my friends when I was growing up, um, us women, they would come and talk to my mom because my mom would, it was very open. She was like the, the, uh, the sex therapist to all my friends. It was really weird at the time, but, (laughs) but she was older. I mean, my mother had me when she was 40. So she was like, I don't care. I'll have all the kids over. Let's talk about it. So so anyway, there's this, this women don't talk about sex as much, as much as men, just in general, we don't have, we're not as comfortable with it. Um, so I think it's creating novelty, right? And it's like doing these things where you're meeting at the restaurant versus um, driving in the same car together. That's something that the Gottmans talk about, the John Gottman, they have a research center in Seattle, they talk about creating these experiences where you're going back to the days when you were dating. I think women appreciate that much more than men do just in general. Like we want to feel this kind of excitement. Whereas I give men advice to, if you're going home, surprise her and go take her to a comedy show. Or, you know, she thinks the date's over or like she thinks we're going home and the babysitter's paid for. And like, well, no, no, like maybe, maybe it's you tell her that, maybe you planned a trip to Santa Barbara or go up the coast and, you know, do you just, you pack a bag for her or you tell her this is what you're going to bring. And that's it. That's all you tell her. It's like the, the mystery and the, Oh, I wonder what we're doing. Like women want to know, right. We're like control freaks. Some of us will, will tell me, tell me what we're doing. But if you kind of keep that, that mystery, it's going to, it's going to, her panties going to, are going to be dropping. <laughs> like it's just, it's just the way that it is. Um, and then a lot of the times I see what I see this happen uh, so many times is a woman will will tend to feel that a man is another uh, child. A lot of the times men will kind of assume this 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 role where I still firmly believe that even if a man is going to work and if a, and a woman is keeping a home, that doesn't automatically mean that she's going to want to 100% take care of you or 100%. Yes. I think, you know, will she mind doing your laundry? No. Will she, you know, fold your clothes? That's fine. If that's her role and you've agreed on that, that's okay. But that doesn't mean that you leave your beer bottles on the dining room table or the, the couch or wherever, like you still have to be a contributing member of the household and, you know, whether that's taking out the garbage, you, you, she still needs your help. And I think men sometimes think, well, I'm the breadwinner. Like, I don't need to come like what she's, she's the one that's taking care of the house. Well, let me know how that works out for you five years from now when you're in a sexless marriage, because it's, it's going to be, she's going to 
automatically assume that caretaker role for you. And that becomes very, very unattractive for us. We want to feel, we want to feel a partnership. Um, and we want to feel as though that you are a grown ass man. We want to sleep with a grown ass man and somebody who takes responsibility, um, for, for themselves and, and for their, for their cleanliness, you know, and, and the days of like you going to the gym and coming home a sweaty mess and like wanting to tap it. No, like five years from now, she's just going to think that you smell like, she, like, go take a shower, go put some cologne on, you know, like the days in the beginning where I think those, those pheromones and, 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 and understanding a woman's nature is, is is imperative like women come into it and we are very sexually oriented in the beginning because those are those bonding hormones those are those oxytocin those hormones are there we want to have your babies we want to procreate like that happens for us very quickly and then once we've achieved that goal then you have to learn how to seduce us in other ways that was a long answer that was long yeah what yeah sorry <laughs> does that make no, no, sense no but that's good though that's 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 a required that's a required answer i don't think a short answer would justify that so okay. <clears throat> yeah use your imagination man and take responsibility for the for the lawn for the lawn <laughs> yeah yes. or whatever yeah don't expect her to do all the heavy lifting for you so yeah and when is the time to let go then in a relationship like that um yeah 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 i i think when when she has completely checked out and there's she's not willing to whether it's go to couples therapy she's not willing to well she's blaming you for everything i mean there's got to there's got to be a partnership here like you have to be able to take responsibility for yourself and if she is just completely in denial in denial of her own of what she's doing as well in the relationship but if she is so resentful to you that there's so much anger that you just cannot get through. She's got to want to save the marriage or save the relationship, whatever it is, a partnership. Like she's got to like throw you a bone. But if she is just this wall of anger, um, you know, a, a woman accumulates resentment and anger when she also hasn't shared her truth with you as well and i think for me i i you know my i i didn't give my fiance my ex-fiance really a choice i was very angry and i was very bitter and i was very i don't think there was anything that he could have done that we that we were headed in the right direction and and I have to acknowledge that, right? Like I was I was a I was a bitch and I was angry. And so there really wasn't any place for us to go but our separate ways. And I think if you've reached that point in your relationship, it's and if, if she's not willing to try anything, then you have you don't have anything to work with. Mm-hmm. And your ch- your children are might be better off seeing two happy people in separate separate relationships than together miserable yeah. I've, I've seen my i've seen my brothers go through it i've seen other couples go through it other friends of mine have gone through it and that just the kids will be fine everything will be fine mm-hmm. if two people if you're two people happy yeah separate separately better than together dads especially experience a lot of 
of dad guilt. I, I mm-hmm. dated a, a dad who said like dad guilt is a real thing, you know, and, and to leave your family or to make that decision is, oh, is yeah. a huge decision. Yeah. Um, that, that I think you, that men, we don't give enough credit to men. So there's a, there's a whole lot of obstacles that you need to overcome to get to the other side of that, but acceptance, of course, towards the end of it and understanding that it was a necessary part of the process mm-hmm. to be able to let go of that and it takes balls, takes courage. What does the future hold for yourself and what this journey of helping men? with dating and relationships what's what's happening for the future i mean i guess i i didn't realize i set out to want to change the world but apparently i'm (laughs) (laughs) i i I find so much purpose in this work um one of the things that i'm very passionate about is showing men that there are women that really do care deeply about them um, and, and want to see them succeed. My mission is to really become the man whisperer and, you know, to really provide insights into you all that I've learned over the past, you know, decade of my own experience. And I think sometimes men can be really misunderstood, but you all are very, I, I, like I said, I have four brothers. Men have raised me who, you know, came in to become my father figure. I have many mentors, many men who have really provided uh, a lot for me, provided a secure place for me to grow. And I just, I'm kind of tired of men being misunderstood. And my job is really going to be to help to help you feel validated, but to also encourage you that there are women out there that are really healthy and that want that want to be in relationship with to, to be in a really healthy relationship with you all. And that, you know, there are women that take accountability, <laughs> few and far between, apparently. But there are women out there that that are really truly wanting to understand you at a deep level. And and my my searching for knowledge and wanting to understand you all will 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 continue till the day I die. I will want to con- I will always be that type of person. That's just the path that I've chosen, but I really think that we could work to to stop this type of divide that's happening, this anger between the sexes and um I really think that there's a lot of healing that needs to happen within the next decade. And I think we can do it. I have to believe that we can do it for the sake of our, you know, propagation of the human species. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I want to, I want to help and do my part as much as, as I can. And whatever that looks like, you know, 10 years from now, I'm just going to have to wait and see. Well, I know there's a lot of uh, difficulties out there at the moment between the sexes and anger and resentment and everything else. But I, I'm quite encouraged because there's a lot more conversations about it. I mm-hmm. speak to the likes of yourself. I speak to men who are also on a similar mission to myself to bridge that gap and to, and to become more connected with women and with humans on a, on a general level and not to live this life of continually trying to protect yourself from 
being hurt or being rejected or mm-hmm. all of these things. So, you know, if you're going out there trying to protect yourself, you can never truly connect your connect to another individual. So yeah, it's, it takes courage. And I think, you know, just speaking about the, the generation, I think there is a, a generation there that has been missed or dismissed or ignored or mm. just not attended to on a deeper level. I think it's maybe around those who are 18 to 30 years of, of age at the moment, sort of that, that generation there just feel like they've missed something or something's not mm-hmm. been given to them. Or maybe they, like again, they've been given too much and not having to earn it. This entitled generation, this generation that cannot handle rejection. And I think they're the ones that need to be spoken to the most. And, mm-hmm. but I am very encouraged about the future because of these conversations, mm-hmm. because of the, the voices out there. Oh, there's tons of men in the space. Like I agree with you that are, they're real they are real men trying to make a, a difference and trying to move okay. people away from this hookup culture and yeah that's the but that's that's the same generation that's that's called a trapped in that hookup culture that they're the i don't know forgotten generation or as i said just not not being guided in the right direction so again it's to speak to them and to hopefully fear them down a more fulfilling path in their own lives because uh, all of that, the hookup culture and that's an empty, meaningless pursuit. Going to get yeah. lost and broken down that road. So I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So yes, where can all these good men reach out to you and <laughs> get in touch and send you loads of DMs and <laughs> ask you for yeah. loads of help? Oh, I already do, but um on instagram i you know i'm on all channels i just started youtube i just it's just sarah don moore which is my name um yeah and there'll be more to come i'm sure i'll be able to do a course at some point but just come and follow me on instagram and then you'll get all the deets moving forward loads of good advice thank thank you thanks gavin yes it's been a pleasure and uh, we will be in touch talk soon absolutely talk soon Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Warrior Podcast. If this episode has added value to your life, please share this episode on your social media platforms so that others too can gain the insight, information, and inspiration that they need in order to move forward in their lives. For the time being, stay strong and keep fighting the good fight.